Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Good evening, Susan. Good evening, Gavin. How are you, mate? And welcome all to part 70 of our weekly podcast, the Curran View with the Isle of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran and supporting the Jeff Astle Foundation. What kind of week have you had, mate? Well, what with COVID, yeah, about giving me giving me down, and then the way our Sheffield went here performing, you know, um, it couldn't get any worse. But we have to put up with it. There's nothing I can do with the COVID, and there's nothing I can do about Sheffield Wednesday. Mm. To just hope and pray that we uh, we get out of the mess that uh, everyone seems to have put us in. Let's start on Sheffield Wednesday. I know you don't like talking about them, really, because you are a Sheffield Wednesday fan and it tends to annoy and wind people up. I know where you come from there because I'm a Birmingham City fan. I do a lot of talking about Aston Villa and Jack Grealish, a little bit of that later in the podcast. But apart from Sheffield Wednesday, who are your two favourite teams to watch at this current moment in time, TC? At this current moment? Yeah. Well, obviously... uh... Manchester City. I yeah. just watch them all day long. I mean, yeah. people people look at Manchester City, and even some of my mates like Simon Stadium, they say, you know, it's boring and, and it's uh, the overpass. The overpass, mm. Gabby, for one reason and one reason only. Mm. Everybody parks the bus. Yeah. And what they won't do, what they will not do, mm. is throw the ball in the box just Absolutely. to give it away. Correct, yeah. So what they do, they keep moving it and moving it, but they're not going sideways and backwards. What they'll do, mm. they'll move it with a tempo to, to, to try and keep pulling people apart. Yeah. Uh, and that's what people don't see mm. beyond uh, keeping the ball. Yeah, absolutely. They don't see beyond that. Uh, and the other team is Leeds. I mean, I like to watch Leeds play. Yeah. It's not Leeds I like to watch play. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Nothing against Leeds United whatsoever. I yeah. have nothing against any any football team. Mm-hmm. I always want my team to win Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, whatever happens, yeah. but Bielsa is another one. What I what I like to watch how how his teams play it, how they pull people about, how they will find space, how will they create space, mm-hmm. how they run off the ball. You know, I'll, those are teams I like to watch. But you know, you watch Plymouth. Uh, I see highlights of Plymouth uh, on TV, and they play some decent football at yeah. that level. You yeah. know, so. Um, them's the two major teams uh, I do like watching with with the football to play um, and, and these other teams I mean to be honest West Ham's under I mean I'm not obviously a Dave Moyes fan mm-hmm. of his football I'm not against Dave Moyes as a person yeah. uh, but they look a, a different team uh, this year and yeah, it looks yeah. though he's got it I'm not saying you know they won't take uh, risks by by clearing it at times mm. but they are they look as though and he looks as though he said to himself, we're never going to get anywhere, you know, just keep playing playing this way, giving the ball away. Um, they're playing some decent stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I mean, I can't believe Chelsea, what they set off at early part of the season, they look quite good. Yeah. And they've absolutely uh, capitulated. Yeah. But, I mean, I've, I've been told from a couple of good sources, uh, ex-players, what's, you know, Chelsea fans, and um, they were telling me Frank's lost a dressing room. He'd lost a dressing room with mm. some of the foreign players. So, but uh, those are two major teams I like to watch. Who's your two? My two, TC, are Leicester City, when Jamie Vardy's playing. I think Leicester City, when Jamie Vardy isn't playing, they're a different beast. I'm a massive fan of uh, James uh, Madison. Yeah, and of course the other team. He played well again the other night. Yeah, I think he's just a great football player. Great football player. And the other team is um, is Aston Villa. Villa, I'd love to watch Villa. If there's any, if Leicester are on or Birmingham or anyone else is on at the same time, I will watch Villa. And for one reason, Super Jack. Let's get into your magic moments, TC. What have you sourced for us this week? Well, again, it becomes. Monotonous when you talk about the same things and the same people and the same mm. teams, you know. But you have to talk about them because it's them what, what are producing it. Yeah. I mean, you can you cannot buy, you cannot coach what Jack Grealish can do. No. You can't coach it. No, you can't. You know, what you have to do with those people is play them. Yeah. Uh, and you you know as well as I do. I remember Ronaldo when he came into here. And everybody said to you know, the circus tricks he's doing. Yeah, one trick pony. That's what they you said know, about that's him. That's what he used to yeah. say. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I know you're a man of but I keep telling you, I, I tell four years ago, when I tell Tom and Jock, I said, this kid can play football. Yeah. And when we first started talking about I said to him, the biggest thing I like about him, it is, he's got everything in the box, but the biggest thing is how composed on the ball. He's yeah. never flustered. Mm. And some <clears> of the <throat> passing last night, that's phenomenal, you know, isn't it? I mean, to be honest, I think he's even helped Jack is is, is Barkley because yes. they they look yeah. as though they've got a great understanding between them. Yeah. I mean, the ball he puts through to Jack and Jack pulls it back beyond the uh, penalty spot. You know, mm. how they didn't win that game last night, I'll never know. It was quite incredible. You know, the first half performance in particular from Aston Villa was arguably the best half of football that I've seen all season. I thought they were tremendous. I thought Jack absolutely ran the show. I mean, Ross Barkley's just come back from injury. He's got Bernard, uh, Bernard, Bernard, uh, Traore, who they've just bought. He's yeah, looking he, he a player. He's a good player, Bernard, doesn't he? Yeah, and, and I think Villa, what I've said to Tom, what Villa need is time. They need time to gel, time to get their act together. There's lots of teams that have had season after season playing together. This is a new team that Dean Smith's put together and I think that they are at times absolutely magnificent and then at times they do something silly, give the ball away in certain areas and concede sloppy goals and it tends to be the Achilles heel. But, you know, he's going to iron it out. He did after the lockdown. They come back and defended so much better than they did before. I just think there's one or two little chinks there and one or two little flaws. And, and I think when it's all sorted out, I think Villa will absolutely fly. Top six for me looking up Aston Villa. I mean, Klopp took three years to get to Liverpool. Spot on. Spot on. Uh, when when, when um, Villa went up, 
what did I say to you? They'll stay up. Yeah. I know they struggled, mm. but I like the way we play football. Hundred uh, percent. I really do like the yeah. way we play football. Yeah. And they've improved this year. Mm. And 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 I think you're one hundred percent what you're saying. Time. Uh, when you what I mean by time is they need to gel. Yeah. But once they're playing that kind of football, once they're winning matches, yeah. you'll get other players, top players, will think. Yeah, I won't mind uh, playing for them and playing under this manager and yeah. playing that type of football. Mm. And once he adds another couple of quality players to that team, yeah, I think they're going to be a big force within the next two to three years. Yeah, no, I do. You know, as, as long as they don't uh, sell people like Jack. Yeah. That's what they've got to do because, you know, players want to play with Jack. And yeah. his performance on my magic moments was Manchester City's performance the other night. Yeah. They scored that many great goals the other night. And it's frightening to watch him play football. Mm. And my other magic moment was Jack's. Well, how do, you, what, how do you. The killer passes he put through. Yeah. You know, how can. How can Gareth Southgate, what couldn't play like that? You know, struggle about picking him. Right. I trying to coach him, I'm trying mm. to teach him how to play. How can how can them type of players try to teach that? Because they can't. They don't see what he sees. They they and can't that possibly. Is the problem. Yeah. I mean, people used to say to me, yeah, "Did you know what you did there?" I said, "Well, I know what I did, mm. but you didn't." Yeah. Because you never saw, you couldn't see that. Mm. You know, and it, and it's not it's not it's not being funny. I watch some managers uh, at football clubs. You know, I tell them all all the way would struggle. Yeah. I mean, it's difficult for me to talk about Grimsby mm. because of Jock. And it could affect Jock, we, we, you know, if I were criti critical of him. Yeah. But I tell them, you know, I tell the right people at Grimsby, he will fail. Mm. And this manager will take him into conference. They'll finish up like York City. Yeah. Because I've watched all the games, mm. you know, and I've watched the Sheffield Wednesday games, right? And I could not believe it when they appointed Pulis. Yeah. You know, what are they don't what do, what they don't see what I see I can't I, I can't believe it but everybody seems to think that way yeah. well we'll get Pulis in and he'll he'll keep us up what team has he has, what team has Pulis ever kept up I, th I think Is it's it? no, no 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 I'm telling you, you mm. he took he took Stoke up yeah and he did reasonably well at Stoke yeah. But he always got sacked before he took teams down. Yeah. I think it's fair to say there are certain managers that I absolutely don't like and I wouldn't watch their team play football. Pulis is one of them. Allardyce is another. They have this tag where they're Feynman Sam or Feynman Tony. They come in, they stop teams going down. <laughs> they, they act. They actually don't. They actually <laughs> jump ship if they're going to get relegated. And their philosophy of football, I just don't like. And if I owned a football club, there would be no way I would be employing anybody that has a philosophy well, like that in my club. When you look at, if you look at the, if you look what they have done, they Nothing. haven't stopped teams getting relegated. The mm. majority of them being sacked before yeah. they before they got relegated. Yeah. And then they've gone somewhere else. Right, but Allardyce, Allardyce has always had the bigger clubs, mm -hmm. like the Everton's, Palaces, yeah, yeah, which weren't really relegation material. They were, mm -hmm. they were they, you can say they were, they were fighting a battle of relegation, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, they were never going to be in that bottom three mm -hmm. of of the relegated teams. 
And so Sam's got away with it and made a, a fortune out of it, gained a, a million pounds for staying up. I'm thinking, well, anybody can keep them Everton up or, or, or Palace up or Sunderland up. I don't you know, think he's going to be picking his bonus up this year for keeping the Albion no up. I think because he'll be this gone. This is the first time he's gone into a team what has yeah. been in the bottom three. Yeah. And, right? and this is it, TC. All right then, Sam. You think that you're really good at keeping teams up. You prove it. And and he won't, because no. he won't keep... He won't keep... I mean, I remember talking a big run. I they said, can't keep the ball near my keep... No, absolutely. Can't, they can't keep the ball near my keep the team up. Yeah, I said to big run. When you went into Forest run, they were in a bit of a predicament, weren't they? He said, bit of a predicament. He said, my standard line is, the Titanic had more chance of staying up than Forest. He said, if we could have got four points for a win, we might have stood half a chance. And I think that's the situation that... Sam Allardyce is in and he won't keep them up and my guess is he'll be gone by Easter well you're probably right I mean I was surprised he got, he got another another club and then, I mean it's like Dyche everybody keeps on about Dyche I wouldn't have him either no but what I will say about Dyche he's done reasonably well at Burnley yeah but, but Burnley at Burnley generation, what the younger generation doesn't know about Burnley they won the, uh, the league title back Absolutely. about 62, 63, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And they've always been, you know, they've always pushed the weight because what the population is 70,000 70, people. Yep, they're and one of the most these... successful teams from a town, give, give, yeah. you know, support, etc. Now, what I'm going to say about Dash, and I'm, I want people to understand what I'm saying, mm. is doing really, really well at Burnley. Yep. Why would he want to leave? Because. Yeah. yeah. If for him to go and manage the top teams, mm-hmm. he's having to manage the top players. Yep. They won't put up with a certain Correct. way of playing football. I guarantee you they will yep. not. Correct. The fans will not put up with it. No. So it becomes a stumbling block to him. Yes. So for me, I would think very hard before, you know, uh, believing in yourself. That, uh, I, I always want people to believe in themselves because if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else is going to believe in you. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say, he's not... He's no chance of taking over a Man United, a Liverpool, or no. a Chelsea, or a. Or, and this isn't being funny, Gabby. No, I agree. What I'm trying to say is, yeah. The top players sign for clubs, big clubs, yeah, because they want to play for certain managers as well as that big club. Yeah. Yes, we know we know the money side of it. That will never change that. Mm. Right, but the, 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 those are the things what come with it, and what he's done at Burnley is is, is remarkable to keep them up. But there's no really great football played. Oh, they're not. But he plays. A, but he does play a system. What does suit that team? They play a system where they whack the ball up. They get balls into the box. They're they're a horrible watch. We were watching the game last night, and Tom absolutely nailed it. As long as Sean Dyche is the manager of Burnley Football Club, they will never get relegated. And they won't. They're horrible. I remember Burnley when, well, just after that, because early 60s, they did have a good team. Burnley always had a good youth policy. And yeah. Burnley always had a culture of football. football. Yeah, they, they did. Football. And this now is horrible. I, I can't watch Burnley. Martin Dobson, Leighton James. Yeah, yeah. You know, they've had stacks and stacks of players. Yeah. I mean, there was a couple. Little Brian Flynn. Yeah, Paul Fletcher. Uh, Andy Lockett. This, yeah. You know, I could go through stacks. Yeah, Frank Casper. 
tremendous, Gasper, yeah. tremendous players at Burnley Football yeah. Club. But Ralph not now. Colts, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you the, know. the list is endless of good players that um, Ray Ankin come through at Burnley as well yeah. when he was a kid. Some great players at Burnley. But for me, you look at certain players, I look at it and I watch it with Tom and I go, He's a Burnley player, he is. And Burnley are like Newcastle, but Burnley get results. Dodge gets results where Bruce absolutely stinks the place out. But their philosophy of football is very similar. Get the ball, hit it long, whack it into the channels, get corners, get free kicks, get the big men on it, let's boss them. And that's their tactics. I well, absolutely hate it. Over the, over the last 10, 15, 20 years, yeah. with Stoke City, I mean... I like to watch attractive football. I'm not bothered who it, who it is. Right? And under yeah. Waddington, Stoke had a fantastic football team. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, they were never going to win the league. But Almost they, did. They went, they went to try and win mm-hmm. games. Yeah. Right? It's like Queen's Park Rangers. They put that great team together and they almost did. You know, for them to, for them to win it, yeah. you know, they've got to be really, really exceptional. But, they were a great team, that, yeah. that QPR team. And Stoke were a very, very good team. And when they added Udi, if they could have got a couple of more top-quality players, mm, you good. know, because they had mm. Gordon Banks, yeah, you know, which is a big plus, because <clears throat> that's my first job if I were at a football club, is mm. to see, make sure I've got a, a safe pair of hands between yeah. those sticks. And they were attractive football to watch, you know. Maybe not a great uh, club in its own right, because I remember when when Udi went there, I'm thinking, what's he gone there for, Stoke City? Yeah. But always played good football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always played good football. <clears throat> yeah. But won the League Cup. Um, 72. Beat Chelsea, 2-1. Well, yeah, 2-1. Mm. One. George Eastman. You know, George Eastman, another what one. What a player Terry he Conroy. was. Terry Conroy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Smith, Dennis Smith, yeah. Pedrick, yeah. you know, Mike Pedrick, uh Oh, great little club, great little team. So what I'm trying to say is, uh, those type of managers in those days went out and, and, and took on Chelsea, took yeah, on Man United, took on Arsenal. Yeah. Sam Allardyce and them, they don't. No, and and that's and what the managers should today. I think I've been honourable to them. Spot on, you know? and everybody's got a right. Everybody's yeah. got a right to wait to play their way, yeah. and everybody's got a right to to to. Uh, to defend them or, or have a go at them. Yeah. You know, all I do is express my opinion of mm. that type of football. Yeah. You know, it don't mean, you know, it don't mean that everybody's got to think I'm right. All I'm trying to say is I don't like that. No, same here. For me, your philosophy of football, getting on the front foot, trying to win games. If you've got a football team and a football club, get a good youth academy, bring bring in homegrown talent, and bring in some of the older professionals that are good pros. That would be my philosophy certainly if I had a championship too if I took over at Birmingham tomorrow that's what I'd do invest in the academy get some two three or four good old pros to play with some good young kids and not all from the academy but bring in some good young kids you know the likes of the under 20s under 21s players like that the boy Billy Gilmore up there down there at Chelsea Jack Clark at Leeds who was at Tottenham I told you Little Doncaster have overplayed against him under 14s. Under yeah. 14s. Yeah, yeah, Billy, yeah, yeah. Jock's team, yeah. yeah. And oh, it looked an outstanding player. Yeah, but you could them, see are the, them. Yeah, them are the kind of players, if I was in yeah. the Championship, I'd be bringing in a, and getting a youth the problem policy. Is, the problem is, Gabby, mm-hmm. um, 
Under 23s football. I mean, I don't see much. Premier I don't League like pieces. it. Get rid of it. Get the get you the know, old reserve league back in. That lower level, but yeah. like Grimsby, they play their youth team. Yeah. So Jock and a couple of other players play with youth team, and yeah. people say, "Well, they should, they should stand out. They don't keep and keep the ball." Yeah. It's absolutely pathetic to watch. Mm. Yeah. And if, if if these players were playing with experienced players, what's played at the higher level? Yep. It helps them and it brings them on. Of course it does. Under-23's football is poor. Whoever, yeah. whoever suggested that, mm. you know, uh, should be locked up and key should be thrown away. Football combination and the Central League, they should be reintroduced and have the Reserve Team League. And, and that's that. That's where I come from in, uh, in the game. My Magic Moments TC uh, this week, I've got to say... Uh, Jack Grealish's performance last night was absolutely sublime. That run that he did when he almost scored, I, I posted up on my Facebook account and said, there aren't many players on PlayStation that would try that. Jack does it against the Premier League side. And he doesn't do, do it just hey, once, he does it every week. Listen, what about what makes me laugh about all this? He's taking top players. Mm. Four years to turn around and give him credit. I know it's quite incredible. Four years. I don't now get any abuse. Why now. they don't make managers in this country? I know. I don't and get no people abuse. said to me, "No, I'm not having a good. I want the English managers to do well. So do what? Never ever mm. going to do well, Gabby. Mm. Playing that way, giving the ball away, ever. Yeah. First game you played in the Premier League, played against Tottenham. Uh, got dispossessed on the edge of the box. I had a number of what Blues fans, you? a number of Blues fans saying, "Soldier, he can't cut it in yeah. the Premier League." I'm like, just give you a wobble. What did I say to you? Because what, when he lost that ball, edge of the box, they and went then. up. They either scored or yeah. they nearly scored. So they scored from it, had a game, put it in the... Yeah. Right. And I said to you, that's what they'll do. They'll, they'll criticise him. That's what players like Jack will do. Yeah. You know, it'll cost you games. Yeah. Listen, we in this country, until we change our way of thinking of football... Absolutely spot until on. We, until we get a, a new uh, coaching system set up... Mm. They will never get jobs because the losing is outweighs uh, the willingness to go and win games. Absolutely, TC. It's English disease. Work, work, work and work. Roll your sleeves up, get stuck yep. in. <laughs> Be an artist. Well, I got, listen, I got an argument with Butchie and... I know, uh, I've seen Bobby, I've Bobby, seen Bobby. Bobby Mills, got, yeah. Simon said another you know, goalkeeper, don't know what he's on about. But, 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 what, what, he, what he's saying is... Yeah. Uh, De Bruyne's an athlete. No, he's, not, he's a footballer. The, you know, footballers, they see the dangers. Yeah, of course they And do. they see the openings when they've got the ball. Yeah. They don't see it. And I'm, I'm not having to go up, Bobby. You know, I'm not having to go up, Budgie. I'm trying to... If they would have played that way, that's good. Yeah. But I'm trying, to, I'm trying to open the eyes up yeah. to what Jack sees. Footballers are artists. Proper players are artists that are athletic because they have to be the uh, the more athletic that you are, the fitter that you are, the more that you can get around the pitch. You can't make an athlete a footballer, but you can make a Doesn't footballer athletic. No, absolutely. You and can I, make you, a lot more fitter. Of course Listen, you can. They will not see, an athlete footballer will not see the dangers. Of course they won't. When they lose the ball or ever loses the ball in yeah. the team, and they will never see what... Forget Jack. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to talk about Jack because it's not only Jack. There's, there's Mount, there's, there's, there's the kid at uh, Leicester, what you've just mentioned. Madison, Foden. Madison. They're all artists. Foden, yeah. all these. When Jack gets to the line, 
you don't panic to, to put it across goal because it what happened if you look at it there were about eight nine men in the box with Villa and the and yeah. the um, Burnley pin. Mm-hmm. What did Jack do? Yeah, he just rolls it back. Yeah, past the set, uh, past the penalty spot, and the kid it has a shot. It's it it's it someone, you know. And then somebody else had another shot, and you know, they don't see that, and the coaches don't see it. That's the maddening thing. Yeah, I know. You yeah. know, all they want to talk about is roll your sleeves up, and mm-hmm. let's fight. Yeah, but they wind people up before they go out, or then they get sent off. Somebody gets sent off. That's how unprofessional mm. um, with the coaching they are. You yeah. know, and if they think they've got somebody what's, you know, uh, they, they don't like, they make making go and train with kids or with reserves. That's how pathetic they are, these English coaches. It's incredible to see, isn't it? Um, and I picked I pick the other three from um, from the weekend, TC, when um, Manchester United put... Ooh, I mean, we're having that many games... Who did, Liverpool. Was it the Liverpool game where Rashford had the ball and he pinged a diagonal, a diagonal yeah. yeah, to uh, to Mason Greenwood who uh, who stuck it in the bag. Uh, Cavani's header. Oh. oh, the way if you're a kid watching a player, this is how to head the ball. Sadly, it didn't he didn't score, but his neck muscles, he pulled everything back, bang. It was just the most perfect header, but he just didn't score from it. Uh, Isa Abu Isa is free kick for Scunthorpe against Grimsby. Oh, yeah. what a goal! And Danny Rose, number one, Danny Rose overhead kick for Northampton against yeah. Lincoln. Just superb. And I right. like to look at some of the lower league games and players and give them a mention on the podcast, not just the top professionals in the elite leagues. So, so a couple of people asked me, what do I, what, who do I think will win league, City or United? I thought, City. City. City will, and I said it when Simon, I, yep. I reposted Simon's <clears throat> thing. Uh, when Simon said Chelsea win the league and I Liverpool, did, to be and fair. Liverpool, um, Liverpool will, will run for it. Mm. I mean... Their consistency has been incredible up to this season. Yeah. Right. But they've had one or two injuries, so we, you know, you've got to, and it damps everybody. But I'm, what I'm trying to say is, major players have had injuries too mm. with Liverpool. You know, and and, and but so did I City said, last year too. What, what I said to about City was this: City win the league. Yes. Right. Where they may drop points is with people having. Everybody behind the ball, hundred yeah. percent. I mean, when you when you play when they played Aston Villa or the other 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 night, and they, you know, and then Villa could have scored with two yeah. great breakaways. Yeah, and you know, and I said United may get that a little bit more freedom. Yeah, but what happens? What happens other night against Sheffield United? That's oh, no, incredible, isn't it? I can't believe the team he picked. <laughs> I must admit, I didn't see that game because I was watching Leicester. Yeah, my two favourite teams, as I say, Villa and Leicester. I love watching Leicester. Sadly, Vardy's injured at the minute. He's having an earlier operation. They are a different boost. But I like to watch Everton as well. I think yeah. Everton play some lovely football. Do. So yeah. I looked in, I thought, that's a game for me. Well, I like both teams. Rod- Rodriguez's goal the other night was a great oh, goal. Tremendous. But go- going back to what I'm saying is, depending on yeah. Sheffield United, yeah. even the players seem to stroll around and say, well, hang on, it's amazing. That, there's no easy games in Premier no, League. No, None. 100% no. And it's the Premier League went to play. And yes, you'll get the 5 nils like, like Man City yeah. did all the knee. But majority of the time, because of the work hard, this, this is what makes me laugh, where they keep on about roll your sleeves. The English mm. teams always fight. 
yeah. they always fight mm. for the ball, right? It's only that the, the the better teams met the average teams look poor at times. Yeah. But nobody will convince me that players don't fight for the ball. No, of course they do. Even Especially the greatest the players do. The reason why they're in the bottom three is because they're not good enough. Correct. And it's either the manager uh, is putting fear into them. Yeah. You know, because everybody wants to play football. So they'll go, they will go. 99.9% will go with the manager's say. You'll get the odd ones like Jack. I mean, I, I do it. Uh, Jack Grealish. And I did it. Uh, you think, hang on a bit. I'm not bothered about these. Mm. I will take that risk. Yeah. You know, a lot of players won't take that risk. Mm. You know, so uh, for me, I mean, I've always said Man City was going to win it, but I thought United may sneak in because City may may find it more difficult to break these teams down because that's yeah. all the play against. It's mm. 10 men behind ball, isn't it? Will West Ham finish in the top four? My answer is no. no. Yeah. No. Yeah, absolutely. No. Yeah. No. Will Villa finish in the top six? My answer is yes. Well, let me tell you something. City, City are going to be in there. Man United are going to be in there. Liverpool's yeah. going to be in there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, I, I think this manager, because what I got, what I've been told is that the dressing room is lost. The dressing room, a lot of we a lot of the players, Frank. You know, I mean, the team was chopping and changing every week, weren't it? Yeah. You know, so for me, it will be. And I'm going to put Villa in among this. Mm-hmm. Chelsea, Villa and Leicester. Yeah. Right? And Arsenal, because somebody give me, some Sheffield Wednesday fan give me a bit of stick about what they call it when he had that bit of a run. Yeah, they'll, they'll be in the top but they eight never as well, bet Arsenal. Me. Do, you know, do you know they never want to bet me when they make the mouth? Arsenal will be in the top eight. Yeah. They're, he's getting a good team together. The football there, that, that sacker. Yeah, I like to watch you know, him. And, and, and Emil Smith-Rowe. Peppy. Peppy, the lad that they bought, yep. yeah, in uh, seventy-two million. He started. He started to, you know, yeah. find his feet a lot more. And again, again, got pace. Time, yeah. You know, time. I mean, they, they give good money for him. Yeah. You know, I mean, yes, sometimes it can be a mistake, but when it when it came, I always said to myself, mm. he looks a player, this kid. Yeah. You know, um, so the the fourth will be Villa, Leicester, Chelsea, and if Arsenal can keep the run going. They'll push them, them other thing. But I'm going to put Villa in with a chance of, uh, with Chelsea and, and, and Leicester. Yeah, so Man United, Man City, Leicester, Liverpool, Tottenham, Everton, Villa and yeah, I Arsenal. About Tottenham. I forgot about Tottenham. Yeah, Tottenham have got to be up there as well. I think that'll be pretty much the uh, the top eight. The, the thing is with Tottenham and Mourinho, uh, I mean, I used to love listening to Mourinho. Yeah. And his first two years at Chelsea with Duff and uh, Robbie. Oh, yeah, they yeah. fantastic. Absolutely. But then he could, he could not wait to get rid of them. Mm. And they'd just become a team difficult yeah. uh, to beat. You know, and talk about park, parking the bus. I think he must have been the the first one to do that. He still does I mean, to this day. I mean, probably do I mean, that, that against that Liverpool. Into Milan when they beat Barcelona. How <laughs> they beat Barcelona, I'll never know. To this day, I still can't believe that they beat them. <laughs> But again, that's Jose. If the Euro started tomorrow, TC, what's your starting eleven? I know you said said. I think this was a bit more difficult because, you know, uh, what I would do as a manager, mm-hmm. I'd be consistent with the players I pick. Yeah. You know, unless somebody weren't, weren't playing particularly well. You know, um, 
I'm going to go with the Southampton goalkeeper in goal. And yep. the only reason why, because he plays it out from, from the back with his feet. Yep, so you're going uh, McCarthy. Yeah. Um, yep. The kid I do like at Burnley. Um, I'd, but I'd like to see him in a, a bigger club and playing it out from the back. Well, I'm, I'm going I'm going Pope and you're no, going McCarthy, McCarthy. as our... Who are you going as your right back? As my right back? Yep. Are you going four at the back, or are you going to have three wing backs? How are you playing? I'm going to go four at the back. Yeah, that me. But I would interchange. I would interchange it because we have got good balance in there. My four at the back will yep. be Walker. Yep. And I do like the kid at Villa. Yep. You know, because I'll put him in my, I'll put him in my squad. Yep. Uh, Walker, um, because it's a, it's a, it's a knockout tournament. And it's what? How long is it? Six weeks? Is it? No, it's not six weeks. Is if, it? You, is it if, if, if you keep winning, it's about four, uh, four to six weeks, yeah. Right. So I'm going to go Walker, Stones and uh, the kid at Man United. Maguire. Maguire. Yeah. Right. I'm going to surprise you here. I'm going to go with Shaw because I think he's playing. He's having a good season. Okay. Before Chidwell. Yeah. So go on, give me your back four. Same, uh, same two centre defenders, Stones and, uh, and Maguire. I've gone Chilwell and uh, and James, but I wouldn't. Um, Matt, I like Matty Cash at, I like at Villa yep. wouldn't yep. have yeah, a problem like putting Matty Cash in there. No, but uh, having said that, I didn't take him. You did. So <laughs> that's difficult. Midfield three. You're playing three in midfield and three up front. Is that how you're going to line your team up? too? so. Yeah. Yep. Go on then. Now I'm going to play Foden, Madison, and uh, Grealish. Right, as a midfield three. Yeah. yeah, and what it, what I would want is uh, because I think Foden can be, can play behind the other two. Yeah, right. But not only can he do that, I think the other the three together could all interchange and adapt. Yeah, but I would set off with Foden as the holding. When I, I don't mean to say holding, I don't mean right right at the back. Yeah, just behind those front two. Mm-hmm. Because they wouldn't give the ball, uh, they, they wouldn't give the ball away. Madison, uh, Grealish. No, they'd look after it. Yeah. Well, when I said they won't give the ball, of course they give the ball away. They, they, nobody in the world doesn't give the ball away. Yeah. But you know they protect it, they look after it. They, yeah. It's it, it's the most important thing on the football field to them. Yeah. And they don't show the uh, when they're giving it away, but they will hurt inside. Mm-hmm. So they would be my uh, they would be my three. My three is uh, Ward Prowse, Jack, and Madison as my midfield three. And Ward, Ward Prowse have been there as a, a free kick expert as well. So I don't think there's anyone better in the world. I like the kid. I think he's a good footballer. He, he likes to drop he deep. Is. He likes to get it off the defence. And I'll be saying that to, to, to James. Go and get the ball. See the ball. Get the ball early. Give it to Jack and give it to James. And let's get up the pitch and play. Who's your front three, TC? My front three. My three are yep. Rashford, yep. Sterling, yep. I'm tempted to put Greenwood in, but I'm going to put Kane in. Okay. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't be trying to pull Kane off and put Greenwood on. Yeah. That, that would be my front three. My front three is Rashford, Kane and Phil Foden. I'd have Rashford on that left-hand side coming in, Foden on that uh, right-hand side coming in. 
And the reason why I do that, and you're absolutely right, you've you've spoke about this in previous podcasts that we don't play with wingers, and um, and and I think it it is it is something that's lacking in the game today. But we have got great fullbacks, and for oh. me, with Chilwell and James, they're we've got like wingers. To die and we've got uh, yeah, another one. To Dortmund, what's his name? Yeah, Sancho. Sancho, you yeah. know, all of us. I mean, when he plays with England, when he comes to play with yeah. the English. He goes backwards. Yeah. But when he plays with Bayern uh, Dortmund, he looks a superstar. Yeah. Typical. But it, it's how they game the ball. Yeah. And, and um, I mean, I would imagine Southgate will want him chasing back. Now, it's not about him not chasing back. Yeah. Of course, you want him to chase back. Yeah. But not all the time. The I'll be saying. Players, the let, good players will yeah. fill in. Yeah. And, and they'll think, well, he might not beat him here. I'll be there. Yeah. They see it earlier. Yeah, yeah. I'd be saying to my players, you know, we, we ain't got to chase back if we don't lose the ball. If we've, got, if we've got possession of the ball, we don't need to chase back. And when we get possession of the ball, let's get it forward and let's have a shot at goal. And then that stops us chasing back. Yeah, exactly. Listen, <laughs> it's, if you don't give the ball away, I don't want to go sideways and backwards. Yeah, get it Listen, forward. I'd sooner watch long ball. I yeah. would, seriously. Yeah, I same, ball, yeah. But I'd sooner watch long I yeah. wouldn't watch long ball football that people play sideways and backwards. 100%. There's no point in playing it that way. You, you, get no, you get nowhere. And all you do is you allow the opposition to get into the shape, defend as yeah. a unit, and it get makes organized. it harder for you to break them down. So exactly. get the ball, play it, play it with tempo. Let's get the ball up the, up the pitch quick. And that's what Jack does. That's what Madison does. And I think two great passes there. Ward Prowse got a great range of passing as well. I think that's a great England team. Well, both of them. Um, Time Vault TC, we're going to talk about briefly Jackie Sewell. Oh, oh. Jackie Sewell. Jackie Sewell? Yeah. No, I'm thinking Sewell. Uh, I thought you got the name wrong. Go on, you've, you've thrown me a what? He played He played for England. He, he actually scored against the Hungarians in 1953. Uh, when we got beat six. Yeah, but you're doing your re- you're doing your research. You I know are. because he was born on the 24th of January 1926, and he was also the record signing back in the day as right. well when he went from County to Sheffield Wednesday. He played 178 league games for County, scoring 97 goals. Went to Wednesday. He was an absolute legend at Wednesday as well. 164 games, 87 goals. And then he starred for Aston Villa the last time Villa got to the FA Cup final, 1957, um, when Villa... Uh, when the Villa won the, won the FA Cup. Right, I mean, I mean you, threw inc- me, you threw me off everything. I'm thinking, what's he on about here? It's incredible but, when you think that's the last time that they won the FA Cup, isn't see, it? When I, when, when, I mean, obviously, when I was a kid, I always had a, I always had a ball with me. Yeah. You know, I mean, we didn't have PlayStation and things like that. You no, know, neither did we. But I've never really been involved, uh, interested in, uh, you know, electronic games and things mm, like that. Same here. Space Invaders in my day. Yeah. But, I mean, I remember, I can remember Man United playing uh, last, was it last 63 FA Cup final? Yeah. Um, and then onwards, you know, 64, 65 leagues. Mm-hmm. What was it, 64? 60, uh, 65, 66, Everton beat Wednesday, 67, West Brom. You know, 68. 68 was West Brom. 
68 were West Brom. 67 were Chelsea against Tottenham. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the the cup final that never, well, nearly never happened. Yeah. Um, 69 Manchester City. 70 uh, was it Arsenal Leeds? 71 Leeds. Chelsea. Chelsea Leeds. 70. 71 was the Arsenal Liverpool. So 63 is the earliest. Earliest. Mm. Vaguely Tottenham. Cliff Jones and all them. Yeah. Uh, 61, 62, but that's just vaguely, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. So when you go into the 50s, you know, don't forget I was, I was born in 55. Yeah. 58, I, I can't remember what I was doing when I was three years old. <laughs> and I got, there were no televisions. In, 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 well, I'd say no televisions. There were uh, 55, because the first that's the year I was born, and the first um, advertisement on television were toothpaste. Right, okay. So I do remember things like that. Yeah. I'll stick it the sticking the sticking me head things like that. Well he played 123 games for Villa, scoring 36 goals and starring in the year. Uh, went record. to Hull, went to Hull, 44 games for Hull, scored five goals. And uh, he played six times for England, scoring three goals, once against the Hungarians. And he also played ten games for Zambia, scoring seven goals. So Check him out, Jackie Sill. Quite a quite a legend. I will. I will Jackie. have a look and uh, I'll speak to you in midweek about it. Now, because you, you, you threw me off, and I thought, what's he on about? Here? Nah, I like to I'm throw thinking you of, you know, was the Scots County manager. Oh, you're thinking of Jimmy Cyril, wasn't you? Jimmy Cyril. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when you said it, I'm thinking, does he mean Jimmy Cyril? No, nah, Jackie Cyril. You know, yeah, Jackie Cyril. Um, book corner. Book corner. Right, what, what, book, what uh, books have you got for us this week? We got three books. Uh, first one, uh, it's coming out soon by Wayne Barton. It's called True Genius, and it's a biography about George Best. Brilliant. I've I've, I've seen that on the um, Twitter. Yeah. With Wayne and you keep uh, interacting with each other. Yeah, I'm doing a, a chapter of my life interview with Wayne to talk about his book. He's got many Manchester United books. Eight. In fact, Kaysera Sarari done about um, the time at Manchester United with Dave Sexton and Big Run. So lots of great stuff from Wayne. So I'm going to have a chat with Wayne. Uh, second one. That will be a book. That probably will be a book I will uh, be giving because obviously. I... He was my idol. I mean, my Sheffield Wednesday favorite, all-time favorite player is Jim McCallion. He's got a book coming out as well, Jim, this year. Has he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I get that. Yeah. Yes, I'll definitely get yeah. that. Um, and George Best is my favorite, you know, all-time great player. You know, uh, and I've seen some great players. You know, you know, you you Cruyff, your Pellies, uh, Rivellinos, Gavincha. Uh, is it Dan, you know, message you Ronaldo's. But George will always be my favourite all-time player. Doesn't mean he's the best player in the world, but he's my favourite all-time best player. And what a great title. True genius. True George genius. Best yeah. by Wayne Barton. I did, I did, um, Oddie's done a piece for the book as well. Uh, I, I'm a, yeah, I, I phoned up Oddie. I said, Warren Barton's doing a book about Georgie Best. I ain't going to tell you what Oddie said in response to that. And I says, oh, I've got the wrong name. It's Wayne Barton, not Warren Barton. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I just looked at you know, you look at someone, what the bloody hell are you like? Yeah, he wasn't impressed with Warren Barton writing the book on George Best. But yeah. Wayne is um, you know, an aficionado of Manchester United. Second, Blue and Gold Passion, A History of Boca Juniors by Dan Williamson, which uh, I'm going to get that because when you look at South American football and when you look at football rivalry, arguably the greatest rivalry in world football is Boca versus River Plate. River Plate, yeah. Oh. I mean, when you see that, 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 that when Maradona will play, but it always shows you certain uh, clips yeah. of Boca Junior when, when you're on YouTube you know, and the fans with the ticket tape and, you know, yeah. it's absolutely electrifying, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, that 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 Argentinian Liga, I think there's something special with, with South Americans, whether it be the league in Brazil or Argentina yeah, uh, or, or whatever league you look at or World Cups out there in South America, you look at the Latin Well, everything's player. technical. They're probably, if we're honest, not the greatest organisers, but blimey, what great football players they've always Well, they, go out, they just go out to attack. They just go out and play football like yeah, we did in the playground. They go out to enjoy the game, don't they? And that's the way it should be. Played with, especially in Brazil, played with that Samba beat. They almost I mean, go on the football pitch and dance football, don't they? They do. What, what, what we put more emphasis on is... Uh, Work race. <laughs> he's, he's not getting beat. He's not yeah. getting beat. Yeah. So it becomes it becomes like an organisation. Yeah. And defensive football, which I, I find it strange, and I understand, you know, not to be conceding goals after goals after goals. Mm, I'm not yeah, yeah. daft, but mm. but I find it, you know, I think to myself, what makes them fear of losing? You know, I don't know because you know. I mean, you you, you can't win every game. You know, no. you you're going out there. If you try your best, you go to win a game. Sometimes you don't win it, like with Villa last night. And lots of Villa fans were really unhappy that they didn't get beat. But I was really happy watching that game. And when yeah. Villa play again, I want to watch Villa. There's progression there. They're enjoyable to watch, and I like to watch teams that what go, do you go out to and watch express you, what themselves. Do you go, what do you go to? When you go to a football match, I want to be entertained. What do you go to see? I want to be entertained, TC. You want to see goals, don't you? I couldn't give a shit whether we win, lose, or draw. I want to be entertained. Yeah, well, I would. That's see my goals, opinion. But I want to see goals. Correct. What with 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 skill? Yeah, I want to see and players then, do something. Yeah, I want to see the player, and then yeah. I want to see the entertainment yeah. of of the fans from both sets of teams. Mm. You know, yeah. thinking, how did you see that? Yeah. You know. I, I, I can remember the days when they used to go down at pub and used to go into pub and they would talk. Wow, did you see that? What Odi did last night? Did yeah. anybody see that? What uh, George Best did? Did anybody see what Charlie? Co- you yeah. know, what you see now is you go into pub. Let's see him. He didn't chase back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Lost his man. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> what, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> He don't want to fight for the ball. He don't want to ever think to be sent for. He needs to back his fullback up a bit more. I'm thinking, yeah, just give him the ball and let him play. I walk away from him. I, I said, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. I'm talking like that. Honestly, it's not interested. It is just that mentality of football, and I like to be entertained. I like to watch flair players. I like to watch a game of football 
And when it's finished, go, do you know what? I want to watch it over again. I want to watch the teams and the players play again. And third one in our book corner this week is uh, Flight to Bogota. It's a book. I've done a chapter of my life interview with the author, mate of mine, John Leonard. It's about football's rebel, uh, Neil Franklin, arguably one of the greatest centre-halves ever to play the game of football. He played for uh, played for Stoke City and and left and was going to play for England in the 1950 World Cup finals, but uh, he went and played in the Colombian League, the El Dorado League, and uh, he was uh, castigated basically when he came back and he played six games and. Um, and it's a, it's a wonderful story. The flight to Bogota tells the incredible story of one of the most infamous episodes in English sporting history when a group of British footballers turned their back on club and country before the 1950 World Cup for supporting the El Dorado League in Colombia. It was a rebellion led by first choice England centre-half Neil Franklin. So a fantastic book. Another one uh, published by Pitch Publishing. So Check out all these books. They are on our socials at Current View on Twitter and The Current View on Facebook. And I do periodically post lots of books that we've had a look at. We don't particularly and review them because I don't have a chance yeah. to read them all. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's a good thing, you know, that you're putting, you're putting these books out there for people. You know, if the football purists, purists that, you know, these are books... And, not only modern day players, it it opens your knowledge and, and your eyes up to you know what it was like in those days and what the pressure they had in those days. Because even in those days, without the money, there's st- still pressure yeah, for, for the players. Oh, absolutely. And um, we always have a hoodies pick as well in the uh, book corner, and uh, a player that Alan Hudson describes again as a genius played against him three times first in Amsterdam when he was just getting back uh, from injury in 1970 played against him twice for uh, Seattle Sounders My Turn by Johan Cruyff written with Yap de Groot one of the greatest books you're ever going to read. I knew nothing about football before knowing Johan Cruyff. That's Pep Guardiola. And Alan Hudson says to me, Paul, you've got to be on the pitch playing against him to appreciate, appreciate how it, fucking yeah. good he how was. How good he was. Yeah. And that's the thing that us fans don't understand. When you pros are on the pitch with players, it's a totally different ball game, isn't it? I mean, Udi was... Because what anybody says, Udis was one of the greatest midfield players in the world. Yeah. And you know when he turns around and says about a player thing? Oh, yeah. You know, you say, you know, what a player. Yeah. How's he done that? Yeah. You know, and he's he's telling everybody or explaining to everyone yeah. how good Cruyff was. I know people saw it, but mm-hmm. on a football field, you know, you are watching the, you're watching the, ball, the man on the ball. Yeah. Right? Whereas the fans are doing that, but there's thousands of people around and some of them get, never see it right. No. Whereas when you're out on the pitch itself, you think to yourself, how's he done that? Oh, absolutely. You know, but it's it's just it's that natural talent, natural talent. I posted up the Cruyff turn the other night as well. And I remember in 1974, that that World Cup, and when, when he'd done that, and, and as a little boy, I watched it and like, 
Dad, what did he just do? I mean, he sent all us a dummy, let alone the the, uh, the player that was marking him. It was just an incredible piece of talent that, I'm that Cruyff. You, I'm going to give you something here, you know. Go on. Right. You know the Cruyff turn, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, you go to every football club. Yeah. Right. I don't know if they still do it now. Right. They're getting every player to do it. Yeah. You know, because they've got players in that football team who are big lads. Mm. They couldn't chop a bag of, bag of wet cement. Yeah. Right? And they're going and doing Cruyff turns. Yeah. You know. Now, with the centre-half, my idea would be is teaching them to be more composed on the ball and how to pass it out from the back. Yeah. And they, they're, they're giving them to do a Cruyff turn. Yeah. They never. You, do, you don't want them doing a Cruyff turn in your own box. No, not at all. No. Certainly. Whereas yeah. a midfield player, and, a, and a, they're in tight areas. Yeah, time and place. You know, mm. and I used to think to myself, I mean, they're trying things and they're losing the ball and things yeah. like that. And it's not, but you see, kids are more critical than anyone mm. because once they lose that ball, some of the other lads used to give them right stick. You're not good enough to do that. And I'm mm. thinking to myself, hey, hang on a bit. Can't talk like that anymore. Yeah. You know, but uh, that, that the, the day he did that, because we're all watching the, the World Cup, you know, and you think to yourself, wow. Mm. And he was a special player. Oh. I mean, how could you say anybody were better than him? You know, yeah. but we all have his favourites, don't we? Again, Al, Al says he's the best player that he play, and played against. And Al's played against George. He's played against Pele. He's played against a lot of think, great players. Did he players. think um, Cruyff were better than George then, Alan? Alan says the best player that he ever played against was Johan Cruyff, yeah. Well, yeah. there you go. You can't yeah. get a bigger compliment than that. And, and, and I says to Al, I said... Why did he wear the number 14 shirt? Because when they played, Chelsea, they were on a pre-season tour. I think they played over in um, in Sweden and dropped off to play against Ajax. And this was 1970. And, and Ajax really were, were quite unheard of in those days. It was really at the beginning of their domination of European, European Cup. And, and he said, <laughs> we're on the pitch. And I looked up and I seen this lad with the number 14 shirt. And I thought, what's he wearing the number 14 shirt? And he says, when he actually played, he, he said he could wear any number he wanted to. And I says to Alan, did you ever ask him why he wore the number 14 shirt? And he said, no, no I never got close enough. And, and <laughs> that's just how great... He did the, say that, yeah. that... I can remember people talking about it all those years ago. Mm-hmm. But I forget what... But he did... He did he, Cruyff did say why he wore that 14 shirt. Oh, he wore the number nine and then got injured and somebody else had the number nine shirt. So he picked up the number 14. That was why he got the number 14. I, re- hmm. I read that somewhere later on after Ruddy had uh, told me about it. But yeah, he originally, his original number was uh, was number nine. But when he got back from injury, the number nine shirt was taken. So he had the number 14. I don't know why no, but, he decided but, but, 14. If I, but it... He wore nine for Ajax. Yeah, yeah, in the early 14 days. For, he wore 14 he wore for the national team. Yeah. I'm not too sure with the Ajax whether he wore 14 as well after. I think he did. But I'll have to have a look at that. But he certainly, in the early days, Johan Cruyff had the number well, nine shirt. I'm not saying I'm not saying mm. I'm 100% right, but yeah. I know... I can never remember him wearing a 14 for Ajax. I could okay. be wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying I could be yeah. wrong. I you know. have a look but at I don't, that. But I'm trying to think who was the number nine for, for, for Ajax now because, you know, I mean, that was, that was a great team with, oh, with, with these kids and all their players oh, in, in that team. They were Crow incredible. And, you know, 
and they were and an incredible t- team. And that team, uh, you know, to not win the World Cup, that team, mate. Sometimes you just need that little bit of luck, and they just didn't get it. That arguably the greatest. Well, there's two teams, isn't there? And there's a book, Beautiful Bridesmaids, in in uh, in orange, that's coming out later this year. Wonderful book about a wonderful team. And them and Brazil, 82, that Stuart Horsfields wrote the book on, on Brazil. I've got that one. I should get the, the Bridesmaids book as well. Just two teams in my lifetime that I watched play football and just wowed over. Go on. No, they, they were just two oh, teams. I just wowed you. over. And I think the, the Holland team in particular, I think it was made up of pretty much Ajax and Feyenoord. Yeah. I think well, that was that was it. I mean, I, I'll always have the, the 1970 uh, Brazilian team. Yeah. Um, you're right about them. But they won the World Cup, didn't they? Yeah. What I mean is yeah. teams that I mean, didn't win the I, World Cup. I mean, Cup. how they did. I mean, they weren't one nil up against Germany. Yeah, first few but minutes. But then Germans just grind you out somehow. Germany always do do that, don't they? They, you know. they? they are a machine, aren't they? So there were them, and then there were a Brazilian uh, with uh, Zico, yeah. Falcao. Socrates, oh. uh, I mean all the They didn't junior, junior, yeah. Yeah. Adair, uh, and that was another team. What didn't win it? You think to yourself, how can they not win it? But you know the the English pundits uh, will be know how to defend. You know, it's nothing defense. Sometimes you can miss chances, and they did, right? And a mistake cost them the game. You know, but that year the French team was a good team and all. The yeah, there, were, there were some great teams in the early eighties, and mm. unfortunately, they met um, they met Italy, didn't they? Um, yes. And and uh, Paolo Rossi scored that hat trick. But again, I can't remember the day. It was a warm day. I was a kid, eighty two, so I was what seventeen. I remember watching it in the house and just being so excited at watching Brazil, hoping Brazil were going to win. But 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 they didn't. The gods didn't look upon them favourably that day, and Italy went on and won it. But I think in the early rounds, Italy, I don't think they won a game to get out of the uh, qualification group. I think they draw them all either nil-nil or 1-1. I always wanted Brazil to win if England could win. And then when this Holland team came along, yeah, you know, I were, I were praying for them to win it, you yeah. know. Because I like to see great teams, and they were a great team. Whether they wanted to know, you know, what a great team they were with great players. Absolutely. And another great team, or two great teams, are going to be playing shortly, TC. Tottenham against Liverpool. And I can hear the uh, the vacuum firing up as we speak. So it only leads us to our final feature on the podcast, the football forecast. And I've got to say, TC, you picked the music this week. You take a 5-4 lead and you got 5 out of 5 last week on your forecast. Take, Take a bow, sir. Yeah. And I can't, by the way, I can't get up on football court. Yeah, I get up. <laughs> I get five out of five on the. Uh, don't tell me I got all the correct scores, right? No, you didn't get all the correct, oh, but you got the correct result, result right. Yeah. yeah, correct result. Five out of five in terms of forecasting the correct result. Who were the five, Gabby? Um, if I look at my paperwork, which, if you give me a second. Everton. I'll get, Everton I'll get my folder out, TC. I've got every podcast that we've ever done now in me uh, in me folder. We got um, 
Uh, Villa versus Newcastle. You'd put 3-0, I'd put 3-0, but it was 2-0 Villa. Um, Forest uh, getting beat. uh, Swansea versus Forest, 1-0, 2-0, but they absolutely massacred them. Everton uh, beating Sheffield Wednesday, 2-0, 3-0 was the predictions from you and I. You went Derby to win at QPR. You got that correct. I went QPR to beat Derby. And you went Saints to beat Arsenal. And I went for a draw. So those were the five correct results for you. So you do pick the music. Are you going to pick the correct result for Everton versus Newcastle half 12 first off on the forecast this week, TC? Well, they're in, they're in trouble for me. Newcastle are playing with fear. They're playing with fear. They're playing with no confidence. They're playing with no fluidity. You know, and I'm, I'm not having to go up Bruce, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I prefer Bruce to uh, the other guy, Benitez. Yeah. You know, um, but all of a sudden he's gone absolutely defensive. I'm mm-hmm. going to go. 3-0 Everton. Yeah, I'm going to go 2-0 Everton. But you know what Steve Bruce does? He just grabs a result from absolutely nowhere and it keeps him in a job. That's what Tom always says. And I think he's absolutely right. But I can't see him grabbing anything from Goodison Park. I'm going 2-0. You're going 3-0. Saints versus Aston Villa. Um Another live, well, they're all live games, aren't they, in the Premier League? Where's it where's at, though? Southampton. St Mary's. This is a tough one, this. Yes, it is. It says either a draw. I'm going to go 2 1 Villa. I'm going to go 1 1. I can see any result here. I can see Saints I winning Villa winning and a draw. draw but I'm going mm. to go 2 1 Villa. And I don't like to say that because it's one of my old clubs, is Southampton. And I love the guy. Uh, Ralph Hasselhoop. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mouthful, isn't it? But I do yeah. like him. I like, I think Southampton's like, a great I mean, team. I thought they were unlucky against Arsenal. I know they won 3 1 at Arsenal, but yeah. the first half, they, they battered him, did uh, Southampton. Yeah, I think they're a good I, team. They play good football. I mean, he's got some some good players playing way above this uh, the standard of, you know, you would expect from that team. And. Uh, very impressed with him. Very impressed with him. I'm going to go 2 1 Aston Villa, only because of Jack. Yep. Yeah, again, the difference is no Jack Grealish. He is a match winner. He's a talisman. Derby versus Bristol City. Who's going to be the match winner or Derby. the talisman here? Derby 2-0. They have... Rooney's got them playing some decent football. I'm impressed. I'm very impressed with Rooney. I know it's early doors, yep. but I'm impressed. Well, I'm going to go 2-1 to Bristol City because with our family uh, forecast that we do, um, I, I got... The one lad got six out of six. I got five out of six and Bristol City let me down. I backed Millwall to beat them and they done Millwall this weekend. Well, last weekend. So this weekend, I'm going to go for a Bristol City away win at Derby. think it's going to be a close game. Two good teams. Huddersfield, one of your old clubs versus Stoke City TC. How do you see this one going? Where's it at Huddersfield? Huddersfield, yeah. A nil-nil draw this. Really? Hmm. I'm going to go... 2-1 Huddersfield Forest versus Barnsley Is this at Barnsley? Forest 1-0 Forest 1-0 Forest I'm going to go 2-1 Barnsley Forest are a funny team aren't they? Oh. I know There's another one that doesn't want to lose Frank No, no 
I know. And what a great player he was, him. Yeah, he was decent, wasn't he, Chris? Yeah, well, well, yeah. better than decent. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was, yeah. And finally, your boys, Sheffield Wednesday versus arguably a team that's far better away from home than at home, the old Lily Whites, Preston North End. <sighs> One nil Preston. Yeah, I'm and going... I cannot believe I've said that. No, I'm going three one Preston. I think that's the first time I've said it. Mm. we're going to get beat. I could be wrong, but I can't remember. You know, I, I, I'll either say a draw or, or Wednesday. We looked so poor the other night. It was untrue. Yeah. I mean, oh, it was shocking. It just isn't looking... Within a mess. It Within ain't looking mess. very good, is it? It's looking no. good for the boys round the top. Norwich still look as though they're, yeah. they're, uh, they're, they're firing on all cylinders. Swansea making good inroads couple of decent signings and Conor Hurahane scored his first goal the other night so the EFL is looking as though it's hotting up now and oh he's just missed a sitter oh, Manny uh, right, right I'm going to absolute gonna... sitter yeah he can't hit them all the time can he no it was a mistake by the Tottenham player but you would expect him to sort of score that he, to be fair I think that um, the other fella uh, Salah done half miss a load of chances. Mane is usually more prolific, but um, the, the just the the, the the not the confidence because he plays some good, good football. What it is, really what side you got it on to? You say? I can't tell you. Oh, it's all right. I got it on BT now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Tottenham winning one 0 as well. They just scored. I've got Tottenham. Son, unbelievable! Any yeah. you go down, miss. Down the other end. Uh, I was telling Thomas this other day. How many it's incredible. times? Incredible! It's incredible. I've got a foreign, I've got a foreign channel on. Yeah, but it's English. It's yeah, yeah, a yeah. Channel. Yeah, onside as well. I tell you what, him and Kane, what a partnership they are. A partnership yeah. made in heaven. TC, love to you and yours. Um, oh, surely they're not going to disallow this damn goal. I'm getting sick of it. If VAR disallows that goal, an absolute travesty. But when you no, look at it, it's it's, it's got to be. It, he, he's onside. He's definitely onside. Well, he's, he's flipping foot to the other side of that line. I, really? I just I don't know what offside oh. and onside is these days. They've changed the one rule. What they need to do is is oh, I don't know. Yeah, but they're moving that bloody line and making it look anywhere. I know. I've got a, the more that they look. Well, it's off. If he's going to give it, in, the, the more point, they look, it's offside. TC, they're going to yeah. rule it out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, an absolute travesty. But there you go. That's the stupid fraction, offside fraction, bloody law. They need the to get offside. Some, yeah. Oh, it, it's, well, when you look at it from that angle, it doesn't look offside. But. I know. He, look, he looked onside. He's and offside. He's I just think that they ought to, if a part of your body is onside, you're onside. Clops up, he's clapping. He's smiling. <laughs> clappy, 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 clappy. So, TC, what, what what are you going out with this week? And thanks for listening, by the way, guys. We just uh, got... I'm going out with a reggae one. Uh, one love, Bob Marley. Ah, fantastic, TC. Till next time, sir. Have a good weekend. I hope all our teams do well. I hope Wednesday beat Preston, even though I've gone for a, way, uh, a Preston win. Um, thanks, everybody, for what uh, listens and who enjoys uh, our podcast. Um, I'll speak to you all next week, and let's hope that we all have a good uh, weekend and we hope this COVID 
it's gone soon because I think I think we're all getting really beat up with it now. Absolutely. See you later, TC. Thanks, pal. Cheers, buddy. Tell that, mate. of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.